Good morning, everybody. This is Beat with Home Matters, Car Radio 97, 3FM in the great state of Seattle. We got a great show for you here today. Uh, with my good friends, our sponsors of our show. They've been around with us for quite a long time. Seatown Electric, Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Um, you can check these guys out at seatownservices.com. they got a great, great website. Um, I was talking to uh, Justin, who works and does marketing with them, and uh, he was pointing out some things. If you want to... Uh, check out our home matter podcast you can go there to seatownservices.com and just click on the more menu tab and uh, right down below it on the menu item says podcast it's all the previous shows we've done a lot of good education for you guys and uh, what these guys can do for you and also just understanding everything from you know uh we have cody again on air we cody and i've talked about you know heat pumps how they work we're gonna talk a little bit about um Heat pump water heaters, which are really cool. I really like those uh, that technology. Uh, we've done uh, electrical work. We've done sewer lines. We've done whole home rewiring. I mean, just about anything and everything as far as mechanical and electrical systems around your home. Um, we probably have a show about it, and it's out there at seatdownservices.com. Just grab your pen and paper, too, because I'll give you their phone number. Today, we're going to be talking with a new individual, uh, James Henry. He's going to be on the show with us. Uh, he he uh, comes from the service side primarily, so we're going to talk about some of the things that he does at Seatown as far as diagnostics, maintenance, service calls, home inspections, uh, things that you would need in your home. And then, uh, of course, Cody Martin will be back. He's the HVAC tech manager, and uh, he's, he and I are going to be discussing hybrid water heaters as well as uh, it's this time of year. You know, we're going into warmer weather, you guys know, this weekend. And uh, as far as getting your AC units, your heat pumps, and even furnace, it's a good time to do that, too, before everybody else does in the fall. So we'll be discussing that with both Cody and with James. So, James, I want to um, introduce you first. It's uh, it's good to have you on the show. Glad to, okay, glad to have you here. here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So let's start out because this is the first time on the show at Home Matters. And uh, I always like to, uh, so people know who they're, they're uh they're listening with with us and of course when you come out to the home if you've been on the show they'll probably go hey i heard you on home matters which is always a good thing so can you tell us a little bit about your background like how did you get into uh, electrical work what, what's your story honestly i've been doing this for almost a decade now uh say i started basically right after high school okay. uh you know college path wasn't for me at that point in time and so you know, I figured getting into trade work and doing electrical nothing work. wrong with that yeah you it's know, great but, where I was headed at that point and what I was wanting to do. So, uh, you know, did that for, you know, did it with a couple of years with the one company uh, as an apprentice and then uh, say saw a better financial opportunity with another company and went over there and got my journeyman card, and, you know, was doing a high end residential and remodel work. Um, and okay. as I uh, did my journeyman and uh, say, got my car and everything was doing all that, uh, say started doing some service work with that company and then kind of, you know, just fell in love with it from there and, you know, after uh, after a little bit of time, say saw some ads for Sea Town and came over, talked to Brandon, and you know, just away from there at that point. Say, and here I am, say almost three years later. Wow, that's awesome! And actually, you're one of the few that I've talked to, and I've talked to a few people at Sea Town that actually came through an ad. Most of them are, are hmm. Fred referrals, Fabry referrals. So that's yeah. 
you that you saw that. So, so, so why did you? What was it about talking with Brandon where you decided, hey, I, I really like this company. I want to join this family. Also, uh, with, with speaking with him and, and you know, I'd kind of laid it out for him. I was like, hey, like this is what I'm looking for in regards to like work and for what I'm trying to do for in regards to compensation and what my financial goals are and just all the things like that. And you know, he he walked me around, showed me the the shop that we were at in Everett. Um, you know, kind of took me through their process and everything. And now I just fell in love with it because I, I prefer um, a little bit more of an organization uh, to, you know, okay. to my day and to, to the company I work with and everything. So yeah. um, just everything that he and I talked about and looked at, you know, I just, I was like, all right, let's say, can I start in two weeks? <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll put in my, my notice right now. So I'll start in two weeks if you're ready. And what did, what did he say? What did Brad say? He's like, all right, well, good to have you aboard. So it was you know, I'm glad that he wanted to have me at that point too. But yeah. I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, that's very cool. So I, I'm I'm kind of curious because you you know you talked about doing you know high end install work and now mm-hmm. you're doing service work. Why do you? I, I know it's you know you could do either or, but why do you prefer to do service work over install work? Also, uh, at that previous company, let's say the previous company I was at, and then the company before, uh, we were doing just you know primarily that new construction, that remodel work, and you know. Um, it's a very uh, relaxed kind of environment in that aspect of just like, you know, hey, all the, the walls are open. We're just pulling wire and just doing whatever yeah. at that point. Um, but, you know, part of the, the butting heads with other, other trades that aren't cohesive like they are here at Seatown, uh, you know, very much a, a brotherhood between trades here. But, yeah. you know, get out onto with other contractors and stuff. They're, uh, you know, don't really care about you and your work. And, you know, general, the GCs sometimes are, are uh, not very polite. So, uh one of those things where I just kind of get tired of dealing with, with that kind of thing, and especially with uh, working on million dollar homes. It was, you know, there was a little bit of pressure to that in that aspect as well. So it's like, all right, well, uh, I, I prefer seeing uh, a customer and, and a homeowner being happy with the work that's done versus, you know, someone coming in and, you know, being upset that something's not the right shade of white or anything like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. I'll, I'll get back to you in just a second, but Cody, I want to I want to introduce you on the show. It's good to have you back, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you here, Cody. Uh, like I said, he's HVAC tech manager. Is that do I still have your title correct? Is that is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm whatever. You're whatever. You want to be. <laughs> no, I, I'm, the, I'm the general manager. I started the HVAC division out of C. Oh, okay, awesome. So. Okay, so you're you're uh, you're making headway. That's awesome. But I, I I'm glad you're on again because man, oh man, these uh, especially with what's going on in Washington State in November November fourth, we'll talk about that that change. These uh, in fact, I've been I did some research, you know, to prepare for this show, and I'm excited. I might even get one of these. Uh, they call them hybrid water heaters, but they're heat pump water heaters uh, on my next install for my house, you know, when my, my water heater fails. So very cool. So we'll, we'll get to you and we'll discuss that for sure um, on this show and let, uh, you know, educate homeowners on what those things are all about. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, James. So going back um, mm-hmm. to talk about your situation. So you got into service. So like, what's a typical day for you at Seaton? Like, how many jobs do you do, and how much ground do you cover in your in your truck? I uh, say, so I, I definitely uh, I put the miles in on my vehicle for sure. Yeah. Um, it's definitely needing a little bit of love right now, but uh, <laughs> I say we we try to hit about four calls in a day. Uh, so okay. Wow. You know, putting in uh, you know ultimately spacing for two hours per call and you know that time to to do that that call for whatever is going on for there, and then you know traveling to the next one. 
um, say in regards to ground that I cover. Um, and say I recently moved up to uh, up to Bellingham actually, and we've started servicing that area uh, with me going up there. So um, with that, I now cover the north end mostly, but I'll okay. still cover Seattle and, and you know make my way northbound and you know end up north somewhere. Uh, say most days, say depending on what's going on, say. We've gone as far as South Tacoma as well. So. Oh, you do? Okay. But, but you're mostly up in the Snohomish Island County area. Is that kind of where, where you hover? Yeah. Yeah. Say up in Wacom, say, uh, say yeah, Wacom. usually around there. So sometimes it's just, it's a full day in Seattle and just, you know, that, that's just what the day looks like at that point. Just okay. How things are looking. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that in my company too. So the, the, the people in the office, they scheduled you to try to stay in an area. So you're not going from Seattle up to Billingham back down to Tacoma in one day. Yeah. Yeah, our dispatcher does a very good Be job. Be crazy, yeah. make it, you know, makes sense for us yeah. you know, for where, yeah. where we live. Yeah, no, that's cool. Very cool. So, okay, so tell me, now that we got to know you a little bit, um, so what kind of work do you do? You were talking about off-air, kind of you broke it down into four sections. Can you talk about, mm-hmm. like, those four, and then we'll get into detail on each one of those? Yeah, so typical day for me, say the four types of calls that I'll typically go about is generator maintenance, uh, for any of the whole home generators that we set up and, and install uh, for homeowners to, you know, kick on for when power kicks off, uh, we go through and, and try to, you know, we want to service them every month or every uh, 12 months and say, okay. you know, change the oil, check all the spark plugs, make sure that everything's still working and operating correctly for when they're going to need it. Um, the other one, say number two would be uh, diagnostic calls. So when uh, things aren't working right or, you know, your electrical is being weird, say we come out, figure out what's going on see if someone did something weird or something's, you know, breaking down. Um, number three would be the uh, service calls. So, you know, hey, I've got a project. What can we do about this? What's it going to take? Um, you know, if it's, if it's a small scope, you know, can get taken care of that day. And uh, something a little bit larger, get scheduled for a different day at that point. And then uh, say number four is the uh, home inspections that we do with our Seatown partner plan. So we go through and, and check the overall health of the actual um, at least for me, for electrical, say check everything electrical wise. So outlet switches, the uh, electrical panel, the service, just make sure everything is in tip top shape and make yeah. any recommendations based off of uh, either safety concerns or code updates, just things like that. You know, make sure the homeowners are aware of the state of their home at that point. Yeah. So, okay. So that, that's great. I appreciate you breaking the four down. So when you talked about one of the things that caught my ear is you were talking about service calls and you said, Hey, if it's small enough, we can do it that day. What, like, mm-hmm. what's a typical service call you do and what do you consider? Hey, I can get it done today for you versus no, this has got to be scheduled uh, to come back. Yeah. So if, if it's a massive wire pull, if, if it's like, Hey, we got, we need a brand new circuit. That's, you know, this, you know, like a hot tub or something like that. Um, typically yeah. I'm not carrying enough wire in my vehicle to, uh, to try and take care of something. If, if it's a long distance, um, we try to keep our vans fully stocked to, you know, take care and, and deal with any sort of thing that's going on. Um, but you know, if it's like an outlet or a light that's going to get added in or, or changed or anything like that. Um, those are, you know, small thing here right then and there. If it's okay. up north, you know, Hey, I need a new circuit or, I need to do a whole bunch of stuff here in this room. That's where we want to try and get, and you know, an apprentice with us, and you know, get that stuff installed at that point and get it dealt with. Got it. Okay, we come back. We're going to continue our discussion with James Henry. Uh, he's in uh, service install tech. Uh, we're going to go through more on the diagnostic, as well as the uh, the generator maintenance and home inspections. I want to talk about their Sea Town Partner Program. Why that makes a lot of sense to do that. You can check these guys out at SeatownServices.com. Uh, not just for electrical, but plumbing, heating, and air. Or you can give them a call at 360-C-TOWN. 
With that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. All right, we're back. This is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio with James Henry, who is on the service side there for C-Town. Uh, he's an install tech. And then uh, Cody's going to join us and talk with us a little bit, too. He's a general manager there at uh, C-Town. He works, um, well, I guess, Cody, you, you do more than just HVAC now, right? I mean, you cover... Yeah, I mean, I primarily do HVAC, but I do work with electricians. I do work with plumbers because there's just kind of ties into yeah. all the jobs we do. My background was hydronics before this on the heating really? side. Really? Yeah. I didn't know so, that. Well, how- yeah, that's all, I, that's all I did for six years. Really? Um, yeah, I did all my own design systems, all that stuff. So oh. now we're starting to step into hydronics a little bit on the plumbing side. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting you're all like at You're like at genius level then. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I do love to, I do love to pipe a mechanical room for sure. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll put a placeholder in that because I, that that's another another area I like to geek out on. We should have in the future. Uh, we'll have a show about that once you guys get. If you are you guys bringing that on in C Town, then you're gonna yeah yeah we just uh, we're doing a boiler today. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I want to talk about that because cool. I think that's another you know at least for part of a show to to talk about hydronics and uh, you know educate people on it I think it'd be pretty cool so yeah it's a dying art and it's sad you know it's a really cool system and it's really energy efficient but they're just expensive and they're kind of going away a little by little yeah you know? yeah well you know you never know maybe somebody will come and uh, improve that technology and make it a little more cost efficient yeah no they're great awesome. systems yeah that's very cool all right we're gonna go back uh, to talk to James here um, so James you talked about um, the service call. And I know, you know, you mentioned about, you know, you like service and it's different than install because really with service, you actually get to talk to the customer more. So mm-hmm. you, how do you interface with the customer when you come in? Are you doing the selling and the install while you're there? If you're looking at something? Yeah. So, that, you know, it really depends on what the scope of the work is that they've been, you know, that they call us out there for. Um, okay. but, you know, say so we're writing out the bids and estimates while we're there. Um, and, you know, like I was uh, saying a little bit ago, say if we're, you know, if it's a small project that we can tackle and get done and dealt with right there, then, then we are doing it, installing it on site. Um, if it's a larger project, say, get scheduled to a different day for ourselves, but uh, yeah. there's an opening for our install team to install, we'll, we'll go ahead and tackle that as well. So okay. kind of goes back and forth a little bit. Do you, well, from a service side, is there, is it, more common that you, if it's a larger job to say, you know, Hey, here's what it costs. And then you call into to the office and schedule, you schedule yourself to do the job or is it more of an install? So that's actually exactly what that is right there. Um, I've had plenty of uh, times where, you know, Hey, like this is a large project. This is going to be, you know, a full day project with two people. Um, this is what the availability is on my schedule. If you want to keep it with me, if you, uh, wanting to do it with, you know, with whoever I say, I have a sooner availability with my install team, say kind of just go from there. At that point, we call the office together. So that way, you know, they can hear the conversation and then that way, um, you know, everything's discussed at the same time. Got it. Are you, so with your service calls, are the customers primarily there or not there when you're doing the work? Uh, more often than not, they're there. Um, I have okay. had a couple of moments or a couple of different times, say, especially recently where, you know, there's landlords calling in. They're like, "Hey, my tenant said this is going on." So at that point, you know, trying to make sure that communication is um, very vigilant and yeah. doing lots of pictures, videos, and, and you know, texting and calling the homeowner at that point and be like, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm seeing. This is what we're looking at." And then that way, just everyone's in the same uh, loop at that point. Got it. 
Got it. So you mentioned, too, as one of the four things um, you talked about, you know, we've been talking about service, but you also made one of the separate functions diagnostics. So can you how is diagnostics different from service and what do you do in diagnostic uh, calls? Well, I say when uh, when homeowners call in or uh, say send in, uh, say, a, a service request online with our website, um, you know, I'd say at that point, the uh, CSRs will kind of figure out what's going on for that call. And if it needs to be a service call or diagnostic, they just they label it. So that way we're aware of what we're going out to do, basically. Uh, okay, so you, say, you know going out whether it's a service call or diagnostic. Yeah, yeah. Say our uh, our staff are very good about making sure that everyone's on the same page and, and knowing what's going on. So that way the expectations of what's going to be done, what's going to be addressed is, uh, is as at the forefront, basically. Okay. Yeah, but what's it like, what's an example for people listening? What's an example of a diagnostic call versus a service call? Mm-hmm. Also for like a diagnostic call, if you have a breaker that's tripping or you have outlets or lights that aren't working, um, you know, you just can't figure out what's going on and just, it's been eluding you for, for whatever, you've tried to, to, you know, to do, to resolve it on your own, you know, so you scratch your head and can't figure out what's happening. We come out, we take a look, see what's going on. And at that point we can determine if it's, you know, if it's a natural failure of the equipment or if it's something that was just, you know, not done correctly initially, um, you know, and then versus like a service call, like, Hey, uh, can you come out here and, you know, let's add some water outlets into this room or, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this project. Um, you know, can you guys come out here and give me a quote? And then that way we go from there and kind of, you know, hey, I can take care of this right now, or you know, hey, like this is a little bit of a larger project, so we'll need to come back and do this a different day. But if you're good yeah. to go on this, let's take care of it. Yeah. Do you typically have customers like on the smaller child projects where you're saying, hey, this is what it's going to take, and we can get started today? Do they typically go, okay, let's go do it? Yeah, I'd say I'll, I'll uh, it's, it's a little bit back and forth in regards to like mm-hmm. a service call. Um, you know, sometimes homeowners are just like, hey, I'm just feeling things out, I'm just trying to figure out what the cost of this project should be. Um, okay. there's other customers that will just kind of be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, take let's care just of do it. Yeah. 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 Instead of doing five quotes and stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah, five quotes yeah. for a small job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just take care of it right then and there. And, you know, we have all of our guarantees to, you know, if something is to occur or anything like that with, with the work or, you know, for inspection, say we're guaranteeing everything is going to be done and taken care of correctly. Right. So if something pops up, we come back out and make sure it's dealt with properly. Okay. It does occur. You know, it just it, it kind of dawns on me. You're in, within C-Town, it seems to me, at least my opinion, you seem to be kind of a generalist because you have to know a lot about a lot of different things. Right. I mean, I'm looking at like you could come in on a diagnostic call and find out that the home is a hybrid between knob and tube and jagged wiring, you know, and now you're going, well, OK, but it was partially done. But this is a larger job. And I got to refer it. So is that kind of the way you see yourself as more of a generalist than a specialist? Yeah, I'd say uh, specialize in generalizing, basically. Okay. <laughs> you, to put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, say you, you definitely have to have a wide variety of knowledge in regards to how homes used to be wired, how they were wired yeah. 20 years ago, just basically knowing each stage of, of you know, electrical work ultimately, yeah. and then being able to recognize, okay, this wasn't done by an electrician. This was done by either a handyman or a homeowner that didn't know what they were doing. And now, you know, the system's either failing or, or you know, it's causing these issues. Um, you know, definitely have to know how to, how to do that to, you know, solve issues that are going on and things. And that's always a tough conversation to have with a customer to realize that they picked the wrong uh, skill level of person. It wasn't a, a journeyman level electrician. Yeah. And now they got to pay again for it. You know, it's a, uh, I'm sure that happens quite a bit. 
Yeah, it unfortunately does. And, you know, I was, I always feel for customers because it, it, it's tough. Um, but, and, you know, and I always just show them just be like, hey, like, this is what this should look like. This is what this looks like in regards to, yeah. like, um, coming across, like, burned outlets and burned yeah. wiring and, and things just completely failing. Yeah. You know, I was actually, that's a good point you make because I was just talking to Aaron, uh, you know, one of your guys mm-hmm. there in the previous show. And he was talking about, you know, look, you can tell within seconds if it's been done by an electrician, a journeyman electrician versus a home homeowner or handyman, just how the work is mm-hmm. done. You know, you, it, you can yeah. spot it a mile away. So, um, okay. One more thing I want to talk about before we end, because actually uh, we did talk off air. <clears throat> Cody, you brought this up. Uh, can you talk a little bit, because I know it's becoming more popular, these car chargers being put in, in uh, homes now. So uh, that's is, is that kind of a, uh, a popular thing? And is that more of a service call too, as well? Yeah, it's usually popular here. I mean, especially in the Seattle surrounding area, you know, okay. there's every third car seems like it's a Tesla now, you know, yeah. if not, yeah. it could be a Leaf or a Bolt or a what have you, you know, yeah. uh, now Lucid is coming out, you know, big time here too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge service call for us. Um, I know you brought up a little bit ago off air that, Hey, doesn't your panel need to be changed for that? And there's yeah. a couple of different ways to do it. Sometimes your panel is fine. Sometimes it can hold okay. that and you're okay. Um, sometimes, you know, James mentioned that you can do something called load shed. So what that would do is like, Hey, well, while you're running your car charger, something like your air conditioner or, uh, or your range or something will not run and operate because you don't want them to run at the same time. Right. Right. Um, you can do smaller things also, instead of changing your panel, um, which we don't highly recommend, but you can do a sub panel, you know, off of that panel and, and kind of do the similar thing if you're just out of space, but you have the electrical capacity to do so but yeah car chargers are becoming greatly more popular i mean i don't know how many we run a week but it's Mm -hmm. a ton i mean i i I would not surprise me if we're in 20 car charger bids a week wow that's a lot well when we come back i got a couple more questions related to the car chargers for uh, both cody and james and then we're going to continue our discussion here on i want to talk a little bit more about the home inspections with james and then we'll be moving into uh the heat pump water heaters, which is uh, my new darling. I think I'm going to get one of those in the future. Without on Pete, this is All Matters. Car Radio 97.3 FM. All right, we're back. This is Pete with All Matters. Car Radio 97.3 FM in the great state of Seattle. We're having a good discussion here with James Henry and Cody Martin. Uh, hopefully we'll have James on again, um, talk about something in the future. And, uh, we certainly will have Cody back on again. Cody and I were talking about hydronics off air, which is, I think is super cool, but we may have a future show about that too. I didn't realize, well, Co- Cody was telling me that he has a whole background in hydronics. You, you, how many years did you say? Well, was, yeah, I installed boilers and design systems for about six years. That was wow. like the beginning of my career. I did commercial plumbing for about a year. Yeah, uh, okay. 2000, 2008. So obviously commercial didn't go well then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, you kind of fell off the So I switched into residential ATAC, and then that's yeah. what I've been in ever since for 15 years. So, um, But hydronics for HVAC was my first six years or so of HVAC was hydronics just due to my kind of plumbing background. That's really so cool. Kind of fit right in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's cool. I, I was uh, it, Actually, when you brought that up, it brought me back to my days in college. I'm a Seattle University alma mater. One of my senior projects, I did a modular heat pump system pulling heat out of uh, uh, heat sinks out of the Puget Sound. 
And I, 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 yeah, in fact, I have my whole book back here. It's that blue one back there. It's this thick. I did all the calculations, but, um, you know, my version was going to put, you know, stack these panels if you're on the water and you have your heat sink there and you heat your home with it. And I got a coefficient of performance of 93% off that thing. And that was back in the wow. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. I was better than what training carrier were doing at the time. But anyway, it brought me back to my days of that when you mentioned hydronics and things. So that'd be yeah. a cool discussion, at least for part of a show. I think it'd be kind of deep. Totally. Well, that, they still do that in the lakes now. It's geothermal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's geo too. It, exactly. And that was before geothermal where, you know, they're, they're putting heat pumps in the heat sink, which is in the soil, right? Because that's another right. heat sink, right? So yeah. the concept was there. Uh, and I, you know, for a lot of colder climates, going down below the frost layer and putting the heat pumps in there is a great idea, you know, because it's, it's constant temperature, right? Absolutely. So, anyway, we diverge a little bit. So, Cody, you and I probably could talk for hours over a few beers. All right. Um, going back to James, I wanted to. Um, so, oh, actually, I'm going to ask you this, Cody. So, the car chargers we were talking about in the last segment. Um, what what kind of load do those things pull? Because you said sometimes you have to upgrade the panel, sub panel, sometimes not. But what are the, what amperages a car charger pulling? Yeah, so James can answer this better once you get into the load shed thing. But a typical yeah. car charger is going to be fifty amps. So the most common 50. thing in your house that's fifty amps is going to be your electric stove or range. Okay. Um, even your water heater, your electric water heater is only thirty amps. So it's you're, pulling you're quite a bit. Double. You're pulling a lot. Yeah, you're yeah, pulling, you're pulling a lot. Okay. That's, and that's the reason why oftentimes you need to either look into load shed or panels or upgrades and things like that, because it, it is a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that leads me to, so I, I know you, you brought up load shed. You talked about it, James and you, mm-hmm. Cody was saying, Hey, maybe you need an upgrade panel. Maybe not, maybe a sub panel, but this load shed is another alternative where maybe you don't want to upgrade your panel or change your panel out. So, can you explain, like, how does a load shed operate uh, to manage a device like a car charger? Yeah, so the way it works is, say, these guys can go up to 60 amps ultimately. Um, so for, like, your hardwired car chargers, uh, like the hardwired Tesla chargers, you can do up to that 60. Um, but basically, it goes next to the panel or goes near the panel. That circuit goes to the actual uh, load shed. Then there's a, you know, a wire that goes over to the panel itself. And ultimately, what it's doing, it's reading how much energy is being used in the electrical panel. And then when the car charger is in use and it's being used, it continues to monitor that. When it gets to a point where it says, hey, there's too too much energy being pulled, it kills the circuit for the car charger going up to the car charger. And then that way, okay, hey, we're alleviating the stress load on the actual panel. And then that way, we're not causing any sort of tripping, any sort of burning. That way, just it keeps everything to where it needs to be at that point. Okay, so basically, the load shed is like an electronic load balancer, really, is what mm-hmm. yeah, is that what it is? Okay, now when it does that, I mean, just from a geeky standpoint, because I'm always interested in stuff. So when it does maybe say, okay, I got to shut down the car charger, does it do a phase down on it or a step function? Because I would think it, you're going to put a shock if you're going to do a step function down on that thing through the the charger system, or do they phase Sorry. it down on the load? So it acts like a breaker, actually. So okay. it'll just shut off power. Completely. It just shuts it off. Okay, so it's yeah. like a step function. It's either on or off. Yeah, so it's on or off. Um, the ones that, you know, 15 minutes goes by, basically. It continues to monitor the panel. Uh, if, you know, if there's enough energy at that point for it to safely operate, then it kicks it back on at that point. Okay. And the reason why I was asking, James, is because there is no effect then. Because, you know, a lot of these, like, you know, Cody's saying, almost everybody has a Tesla out on the road these days in Seattle, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. But there's no risk 
if you're doing that like a circuit breaker shutoff to the electronics of the Tesla on the through the car, because no, you're just killing power to it automatically. Okay. Say it's not like where you're you know got half the power on there, then that would yeah. mess with it at that point. But it just completely just shuts it off at that point. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Um, last thing I want to go through James with you, cause you did, I want to talk a little bit more about the Seatown partner program. Cause I really think this is a great idea. Um, and you talked about home inspections, but one thing I, you know, is to get a better idea if like I'm interested in doing something like that and I want to call Seatown. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys have a seasonal program? Like, Hey, you do these things in the fall, you do these things in the spring, these things in the summer, how, or how does that work? So we typically set up as an annual plan. Uh, if you're wanting to do more than just the annual visit and kind of make it seasonal, okay. I believe there, there is an option to take care of that. Just, you know, in regards to like furnaces, that would be a little bit more vital. Uh, but okay. typically we try to get it up so that way it's once a year. Um, we try to set up what we call a C-Town day where everybody, you know, all, our, all of our trades come through at the same time uh, to okay. do a whole uh, maintenance check basically and go through and just make sure that everything's operating correctly, make sure that everything's safe. Uh, and, you know, just take a look at the overall health and well-being of the home for that each associated trade that we're looking at so electrical system plumbing hvac okay so for instance you may come out and look at the generac on a generator and someone else comes out and looks at the water heater and someone else Mm -hmm. looks at the furnace and and so on is that kind of what you're talking about yeah 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 we we typically so at least electrical we will come out evaluate the health of the panels, see if there's any, yeah. you know, any sort of, you know, warning signs for anything, you know, take a look at the rest of the outlets and switches and, you know, just see how everything else is. If there's yeah. any safety concerns, things of that sort, um, you know, say for the generators themselves, that we'll, we have the separate uh, generator maintenance plan for any generators that we install. Okay. Um, so, so that guy's a separate deal at that point for taking care of that. But it's one of those things where you have a generator that we've installed, you know, we, we can do it at the same time. Yeah. Make things easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Well, and you know, the thing is, it's funny. I was, with all the technology we have, you mm-hmm. look at the basic electrical socket and it still has mechanical tongs in there. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. it still can fail. I, I, it just baffles me at this day and age. We still have something like that from, you know, back in the old days, but they're still in there, you know, and they need to get replaced. Yeah, well, especially, yeah, I say older outlets definitely, definitely need to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. Do you do, have you put it? I just this kind of off the top of my head, but I, mm-hmm. I was looking at some of the smart outlets that they have these days. Have you are you starting to put any any of those in these in homes? Yeah, so for like for smart uh, smart home devices and stuff, that so we typically yeah. have it be like a customer supplied uh, thing that with the warranty okay. for that device is with the homeowner themselves. But um, so we've, we've done some smart outlet uh, installations along with like the smart switches and stuff. Yeah, and they're very interesting. Uh, you know, just regards to like. You know, just how they have to be set up and then just making sure that they interface properly. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty cool, honestly, to see that. Just, you know, yeah, no, it's it's it, either know. app or voice control. That, I mean, I think they're super cool. That's why I'm just looking at them for my home. I thought, you know, it'd be nice to have a few, you know, different spots where you can control different things with maybe through Echo or Alexa or whatever, you know, like, yeah, of, oh, yeah. So it's kind of a, a nicer alternative than like running an actual player yeah, yeah, instead great. of like having control by switch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you for all the discussion, James. We're going to continue, um, but obviously uh, we'll keep talking with you. I'll ask you some questions too um, throughout the show if it pops up here. But Cody, I want to I want to get into now these uh, hybrid water heaters or or heat pump water heaters. And the reason is, you know, we all know in Washington State, the Washington State Building Code Council in November fourth of twenty twenty two basically said hey no more natural gas uh and i think they set it for propane too as i believe i didn't go and read the the entire 
uh, document, but um, that really drove a lot of electricity requirements. <clears throat> and, you know, you got electric water heaters, and I didn't know this. And again, you can share, I'm just giving some history background, but I went to energy.gov, and they were saying that an electric water heater can account for up to 18% of your electricity costs in a given year. But with heat pumps, we're going to talk about how these operate. They use up to almost 63% less energy than the traditional electric water heater. So, and I know you're going to talk about some numbers and savings, but um, they were saying on energy.gov that if every household in the United States used a heat pump water heater, the cost savings would top $8.2 billion a year. Yeah, That's a I big that. number. <laughs> I fully. Absolutely. Yeah. So let, let's talk, let's start the discussion and we'll move it into the fourth segment. So, um, First of all, you know, what is a uh, heat pump water heater and why do you like them, Cody? Well, I mean, really, it's just a standard electric water heater. And then they have a heat heat pump component on the top of them. So they work just like your regular electric water heater would with two elements, one towards the bottom third of the tank and one towards the top third of the tank. And then they have a heat pump component on top. What I mean by a a heat pump component is like the compressor. And what that does in a in a very simple sense is it pulls any heat it can from the surrounding area of the tank outside air or, or yeah. inside air if you're in your garage or something. And it kind of just preheats the water in that tank. Okay. Um, that being said, you know, instead of our incoming water here in Seattle is about 50 degrees and we want to get it to 120, that's a 70 degree temperature rise. Yeah. If I but it's doing in the electric water here, it's doing that with electric rods, basically. And just, it's, just straight it's just, rods. just zapping that water and pouring a lot of electrical juice in there. Right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the heat pump water heater is going to kind of get the, it can heat the water heater up all the way, but it's not really meant to do that. It's meant to just kind of supplement and then the heat, the heat coils okay. come on when they need to. Okay. Right? So if you can, if you can imagine the heating the water, you know, 70 degrees takes quite a while. Everybody here has watched water try to boil. Right. And, uh, we are taking water that's usually, you know, a 50 or 40 degree temp rise, and you can do it a lot faster and a lot more efficient. Yeah. We're going to get back. We're going to continue our discussion. I got to run for a break here, but I want to continue on and we'll talk about how the, the heat pump works. And, you know, the big benefit really is you're preheating that with, uh, with heat out of the air, even down if it's, you know, 50, 60 degrees, you're still heating the air, but you can Absolutely. preheat the water. Here. So we'll get into that discussion with Cody. We come back with that. I'm Pete. This is All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. We're having a great discussion here. Uh, we talked uh, with James Henry, who's a uh, electrical install tech on the service side. Had a great discussion, first, first part of the show, all the things that he does um, with C-Town. And go ahead, guys, if you want to hear this podcast, I mean, obviously, you'll hear it on Cairo, but you can also go to ctownservices.com and go under the More tab. And uh, in there, there's a podcast. Uh, click on that. It has all of the shows we've done in the past to educate. This one will be on there, too. You'll be able to uh, listen to James again. And now we're talking with Cody quite a bit about heat pump uh, um, heat pump water systems, water heating systems, water heaters. And then we're going to also get into heat pump maintenance and 
maybe some furnace maintenance and things like that too with him as well as time allows in this last segment. Uh, you can also give these guys a call. I, I really like these heat pump systems. We're going to talk about some of the ROI and the financials of them here too with Cody in a few minutes. But um, if this is something, you know, if you're, you know, with the requirements that have come now in Washington state, if you're, you know, the water heaters are starting to go, if you're seeing problems, this is a good one to explore as the, you know, the next alternative, especially since now, you know, trying to get a natural gas water heater is going to be very, very difficult to do if next to impossible. So, and heat pumps, you know, we love them. Cody and I have talked about heat pumps for, you know, heating and cooling your home. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit too in this segment, but um, I just am a, I've always been a big believer in heat pumps. I think for the Washington state climate, they're great because of the delta between the refrigerant and the uh, average temperature in Washington state, you just have good Delta and they run very, very efficiently in that regard. <clears throat> so give them a call 360 or go to com and schedule your appointment to have them come out and uh, get one of those installed. I think you'd be happy uh, that you made that choice. So Cody, um, going back to our discussion here uh, on these heat pump systems, you talked about, I just want to make sure people are, are clear on this because you mentioned you know, you still <clears throat> really the heat pump is pulling heat out of the air. And it, if I understand this correctly, it's kind of you, you talked about what, what t- typical water is at about 50 degrees, right? In our area. Yeah. Yeah. In, in our area. So if you just had an electrical water heater, you'd go from 50 to 120, which you're pumping all that electrical energy in there to heat that water up. Right. Exactly. So with a heat pump. It could take it from 50 up to it. Does it preheat up to do you have an idea like where it preheats before it would kick in? Oh, I mean, you can you can do heat pump only and get it all the way to about you can. OK, yeah, you okay. can. It's just going to take a little bit longer. And as you're utilizing that water in that tank, the electricity is going to come on. And OK, so if I if you have like a bigger family and you got maybe two or three showers in a row, that's where the electrical it's going to kick in to heat. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But this is where the cost savings comes. And, you know, guys, that's one thing. And you got to remember, too, I, I was talking with Cody off air. The way I view these these uh, hybrid systems, it's really almost like a mini split kind of, Cody, isn't it? Just sitting on top of the tank. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a, you know, it's a regular water heater. And the heat pump system is for that water heater solely. It doesn't yeah. cook anything else. It's just for that water heater. Because yeah. you, know? you were, thought we're one, talking off air about the misconception people have. They think their house is going to be colder. Can you talk a little bit about that and like why that's not true? Yeah. So, you know, and, and naturally, why wouldn't you think that, you know, to yeah. a typical consumer that doesn't do heating and air conditioning, you say, hey, I'm taking the heat from your house and heating up your water. You're going like, well, why is my home getting cold? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. the Northwest Energy uh Northwest Energy Alliance has, uh, NIA has done a lot of testing with this and they've come up with it. It usually, um, just in your area, you know, just in probably a, a 20 or 30 square foot radius, you're changing that temperature, you know, lowering the temperature in your home, maybe two degrees. Okay. So not, not extremely noticeable yeah. and especially through your whole house. I mean, you're talking about in that area. Yeah. You go to the next room. Well, and I mean, if you, if you have a heat pump system in your house or you have ductless, you know, zones, um, okay, maybe they got to run a little bit extra, but it's not going to be a lot because they're so efficient. It's not going to be a lot of increase in energy cost. I would. Yeah, think. and it's it's minimal. Like I said, it's yeah. only in that one area through the home. Yeah. There's no difference. There's no difference. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Now let's talk about because you know I made the statement. I was looking at uh, you know energy.gov and they were talking about heat pumps typically use 60 to 63 percent less energy than traditional electric. So what do you? I mean, let's convert that like to dollar savings. What 
if you, if you look at a heat pump water system, like what that cost is per year versus what a cost of a typical electric water heater is, kind of how's that stack up? Yeah, so you can walk to your water heater or your furnace right now or your heat pump or your air conditioner unit, and it'll usually have a big yellow sticker that yeah. says Energy Guide on it, right? And a lot of people recognize the sticker. And uh, on a typical average 50-gallon regular electric water heater, it's going to say about 430 bucks a year, give or take. I've seen it higher. I've seen it slightly lower, but almost never below like 390 right okay. um, on a gas water heater regular natural gas water heater it's going to usually say about 290 i think the one i read earlier was 297 okay. um, on a heat pump water heater you're going to read about 113 dollars um, and that's annually right okay. so your 60 your 63% adds pretty close from that 430 dollars down to the 113 dollars yeah. you're getting real close okay um, and that, I actually, I misspoke. That actually is from Energy Star. It wasn't Energy.com. So the Energy Star is the sticker you're talking about. Yeah, um, Energy Guys, Energy Star sticker, yeah, exactly. Energy yeah. Star one, yeah. So, so if you look at that, so if we kind of, to help people out, because people are going to ask this anyway. So if we dollarize that and we look at kind of the whole approach here, so you got roughly about, let's just say 350 bucks a year on savings. If you're looking at to do like uh, you guys, you were saying, which brand do you guys put in on the? Uh, for the for the heat pump water heaters, we use a company called State Select. They're owned by a company, pretty large um, company called A.O. Smith. Yeah, A.O. Smith's been around a long AO's. time. Yeah, yeah ton, ton a lot of people years. know who that is. Okay. And so, I mean, just roughly, I know things are, you know, it's a range, but I mean, roughly out the door because, you know, there's a cost of this, uh, this heat pump water heater and then you've got the install. But like roughly kind of what are you talking about for a, a total price out the door to do something like that? Uh, you can be $5,000, give or take. Okay. You know, just like kind of a rough ballpark. Number. Okay. So rough ballpark, just 5,000. So I'm saving say three fifty a year. So I've got probably a 12 to 14 year payback, but then don't they have like tax or incentives or rebates on these things? Yeah. There's both actually right now. So there's a okay. $500 instant rebate. Wow. Um, so you okay. get that right off, right off the bid. And then there's also with the new uh, inflation reduction act, the IRA that a lot of people are talking about now. Yeah. Uh, there's a $2,000 incentive on your taxable income at the end of the year. So, okay. Um, and that, that's not saying you're getting $2,000 back, but you're $2,000 less on your tax. But you income. get a deduction, so, which a lot yeah, of people have taxes they got to pay. So that's a good thing. So basically what we're saying here. And then the other thing you talked about was the, like the points. Um, could you talk about that again? Yeah, that's more for new builds, but a lot okay. of people with new builds are going heavily in this area, ductless mini splits. That's what we're seeing yeah. a lot of, right? Yeah. They're very, they're easier installations and they, and they get points, you know? So these new homes need, I want to say it's in between four and four and a half energy points is what they consider them. Okay. Um, and it's pretty difficult to hit those if you're not doing stuff with heat pumps. Okay. So if you're doing uh, like a ductless mini split on top of a uh, heat pump water heater, that's the easiest and less, you know, it's the least expensive way for a builder to get those points in the home. Okay. And what, what if they don't get the points? What happens? You don't build. Oh, okay. So it's, it's an all or nothing game. You have to get. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. Okay. These, these houses are being built tight, you know? So okay. they, all right. They, so, they have to get so those. like, yeah. So what you said, so a heat pump and a heat pump water system, it's automatic. It'll get you that. You'll you'll have the points that you you're need. getting real close, yeah. And then okay. and then there's just these little onesie twosie things you have yeah, to do. To get, you know? So it's pretty easy. That's the bulk of it. So if you look at that, plus the tax incentives and the rebates, that really accelerates the return on investment, the payback time for these heat pump systems. Um, that, Absolutely. Okay, that's good to know. All right. Um, so let's talk quickly because we only got like a minute left. But this time of year, um, 
are you guys kind of gearing up or doing a lot of AC maintenance and heat pump maintenance, Cody? Yeah, we absolutely are. Yeah, we want to get you ready before the season hits. You know, I I think everybody forgets it gets hot in July every year. Well, it's going to get hot this weekend, too. Yeah, (laughs) this weekend, you know, we're going to be like 75 or 76 on Saturday is what it reads here, which is like blistering for Seattle. Yeah, exactly. um, Yeah, we're gearing up right now, and we have a whole maintenance team just going to do maintenances. So some of those uh, demand service calls, you know, hey, my system doesn't work, can be um, fulfilled as well. Alleviated, yeah. So now's the time actually get the maintenance done. And James, like you said, the partner program Mm -hmm. is a great way to, to get on that, too, just to get that taken care of year after year. Right, no so, definitely. Very good. Well, guys, as always, it's been great. It's been awesome. We've run out of time. James, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, of course. It was good to be here. Yeah. Cody, as always, it's good to talk with you. Yeah, you as well, Pete. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. With that, I'm Pete. Check him out at SeatownServices.com or give him a call uh, for the Seatown Partner Program, especially for maintenance on HVAC. Uh, both air conditioning and heating heat pumps it's time to get that done so give them a call at 360 c town this is pete with home matters car radio 97.3 fm